podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the LFC Day Troopers. I nearly said the fat back four, but it's not the fat back four. It is, of course, the transfer agenda show. Um, Grizz told you on Sunday that we might do it on Thursday, we might, and then we decided today, now we'll do it tonight. Let's have the crack and do it tonight. Um, of course, the Ibrahim Akanate stuff is, is huge at the moment, and we will have a chat around him. And we want to look at Liverpool and clubs, loads of clubs in the Premier League, and some around Europe, as to what he may do during the summer. Um, with me, I am joined by Phil Casey. I'm I'm joined by Grizz Khan and I'm joined by the man in California, um, the fella that has all the good weather. It's Avi. Um, lads, the transfer agenda show. I'm so excited. This is back. We have great fun doing this and we get loads of comments and we get loads of names. And that's the, that's the plan for the summer. Not to just talk about, you know, the transfers that may happen or may not, but what clubs should be doing or what if a player is not moving, should he move and stuff like that, i.e. Harry Kane. But um, Grizz, I'm going to come to you first. And the talk of the town today is Ibrahim Akanati. And, you know, it looks like Liverpool have agreed a deal. It looks like it's agreed a little while, actually. But it's expected in the next couple of days that Ibrahim Akanati will sign for Liverpool for around the £40 million mark and has agreed a deal until June 2026. A, when do you think it'll happen? And B, what do you make of it? Because I want to get, I want to get all your views on this around our, our centre half situation. I think we touched on it on Sunday. So I just want to get your, get your thoughts on that. Yeah. Look, um, I wanted to do a show on Thursday because I, I, I had an inkling it might, the announcement might come on Thursday, but you insisted on today. So I said, let's go for it today. Um, yeah. So the reports that have come out, which say, um, it's, it's absolutely fine. There was, um, the talk of it being sort of 30 to 35 million. Let's not, you know, let's not talk about the semantics. It's just, you know, roughly around that figure, which is an excellent price. It's an excellent price for one of the most sought out young center backs in Europe. I'll also add that it's 30 to 35 million pound because I think we've driven a bargain because of his, um, as Phil started, what's going on there? We just, we just, we just, we just mute Phil while somebody yeah. makes a coffee in the background. Come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I think this price is, uh, I think his price is a fairly low because of a couple of factors. And one being he has had a couple of injuries in the past, which we've obviously looked into very, very in depth, look into his injuries and state of his, um, state of his physical health. And obviously we've come out with, with, with green ticks everywhere and think it's going to be fine and it will be fine. So yeah, um, 30 to 35 million. The main thing Gav was we cried, didn't we? We literally cried in January and said, we need to address this fucking center back situation ASAP. And we kind of said, we, we've done what we kind of wanted to be done in January on the first day. So the transfer window opens, and on the first day, Bosch, there's your centre back. So that's a good thing. We've acted, and we're acting fast, and we've got one piece of the of the 
the transfer jigsaw, so to speak, this summer, all done and dusted on the... F- well, it's not even open yet, is it, lads? The transfer window no, officially? Does not, does no, not Exactly. So we've decided to, to act fast and hopefully have a, a centre-back ready and, and waiting for, for the first day. Avi, um, yeah, somebody said to me there, I think it was Barry said, uh, Gav, do you remember the time when you didn't know who Canate was? I do. Um, it was about this time last year when people were banging on about him and Uber McCann and I was like, lads, I don't know who you're talking about. I've looked him up a little bit since because of the interest that's been um, surrounding Liverpool and Canate over the, probably the last probably 12 months. And Joseph Ankel says Liverpool wouldn't go into this signing without being a hundred percent on his muscle issues. Is that is that the only issue for you, Avi? Because anyone I've spoken to that know a lot more about Canate than I do have just said, look, they rate him as probably the best young French defender around. Yeah, it's it's a department where they the national team and the under twenty ones are fully stocked up on. Um, he wouldn't be my first choice. I think my first choice would be Jules Kounde of Seville, but I can understand why we have gone for Konate with the price, um, the youth, and I think the way he carries the ball out as well. And he's got, you know, fairly good speed as well. He's actually good um, in bursts. So he is a good defender. His positioning can't, his, his positioning is a bit dodgy at times, but look, that can all be ironed out. He's 22. It is a little bit of a worry that he's only completed one sort of full season in four years. Um in Germany, I think he was at Socho before in the La Liga too, before he got snapped up by Leipzig. But look, if Klopp's and the committee have earmarked this guy to be the one next to Van Dijk and playing the high line, if if it means that this will bring us you know, back to the top, then yeah, I'm all for it. It's just one of those where when you look at the defenders and the injuries that we've faced this season, you know, Matips, he's pretty much cropped. Then you've got Gomez, who's only had, well, he's only completed one full season at Liverpool. Um, and then you've got Van Dijk who's suffered at ACL. You do have that little bit at the back of your head that is a bit of a worry. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a fair assessment to have that little bit of worry. Um, now, people will say, like, he, when he was out, he was out during the summer and stuff like that, but he was still out. Phil, looking at this from a financial sense, you know, you see the stuff about Kabak that it looks like Liverpool won't take up that £18 million option and, and the word going around is that, they won't. They, what they'll do is they'll bring in Canate. They might keep Phillips, Matip, whatever it might be, and use that eighteen million somewhere else. With regards to his injuries, Phil, um, his age, the quality he's shown, thirty, thirty-five million for you was it a good signing? Because centre half, we're, we're screaming for him, Phil. We really are. <clears throat> Only time will tell. Ultimately, a sign will be judged on what he's able to do at the club. And if you consider that he's missed forty-five games over the last two seasons um, due to injury. <clears throat> the majority of them were muscle injuries. That to me screams Oxley Chamberlain. It screams the worst type <laughs> of silence. <laughs> it, 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 it screams the worst type of silence. I, I, I'm probably in a minority here, but I prefer if we didn't sign him with that with that injury history. I just don't think. I think that if we're going to replace Matip and Gomez to play alongside Van Dijk. Van Dijk is pretty much a cyborg, so it's something something extraordinary had to take Van Dijk out, right? But we've been playing Van Dijk plus one of Matip or Gomez, whoever's fit for the last three years. And when they weren't fit, then if Lovren had managed to turn up, then he was fit as well. Or it didn't happen. So I think it's a huge risk. It's a huge gamble. Um, the only bit that I'm looking at thinking that, given his age, is it one where it's a bit like a Stevie G, where... In his first three or four seasons with Liverpool, he was he was injured a lot, right? And that and some of that comes through the fact that you have 
Um, under 25 players can still be going through significant growth sports and growth patches with their muscles and has that caused um, some of these muscle injuries that I'd I'd like I'm not quite sure what the the main one was he missed he missed from October to May October 19 to May 2020 now I know we have lockdowns and stuff like that and what's going on but he still misses that period for Leipzig so I'm just I'm just wondering if if when you have a look at, at at these type of injuries, they're the worry someone's. If it was a broken leg, I can start to get around it. If it's that that if it's if it, it's even if it's a cruciate, and once there's no repeat of that injury, you can tend to get around it. And you can see a player adjusting or readjust to how he comes back from the injury. My fear is when you hear torn muscle fiber, it's just our torn muscles. Or you know the the one that always gets me is these uh, adductor muscles injuries because that's what mm. Matip suffers an awful lot from. Because they are recurrent injuries, so I just, I don't know. I, I I hope, I hope that it's one that can be solved. If it isn't, I hope we're not spending twenty five million on a guy who is going to share, um, basically share the 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 medical room with the lads who are in there at the moment, and that's that's the the Oxley Chamberlains. Just a quick one on this, Gav. Sorry, because we play a high line. When the ball goes over the top, our defenders they turn quickly back, and they've got to chase that. And sometimes if you already had like hamstring issues or muscle injuries, that's not an easy sort of take, you know, um, with Van Dyke and Gomez, they've been relatively good with Gomez. It's just been sort of clashes or like complete breaks or ACL injuries. Yeah. yeah. Just like Van Dyke was. So they usually, you know, touch wood. They've been so good. You know, they've been, you know, during the Champions League campaign and the Premiership campaign, they were, they were brilliant on the high line, but with people like Canate, you've got to actually sort of maybe. I don't know how you can train that or you can you condition that, but you've got to be careful because when the ball goes over the top and they've got to quickly turn, run back or sprint, that's when your hamstrings can go. We saw it with Michael Owen a lot. When that ball was used, you know, against Leeds in 99, when that ball was played over the top, he sort of just, his hamstring went and he was literally never the same player. So just, just to add to the worry factor and sort of make everyone go mad in the, in the chat and think, what the fuck have we bought? It's also a hip injury that the main concern is around. His main injury, uh, I believe, was a hip injury, and then few niggles off, you know, offset off that. So, so it's a hip injury. But apparently, we've done a very thorough medical check on him, and we have been doing for since around the Liverpool game where he didn't play against us, lads. Uh, he was fit, he, and he didn't play against us, which obviously some people raised a few eyebrows at the time, uh, became suspicious. But we've asked for. His medical history. We've looked really deeply into it, naturally, because we're shitting ourselves paying this kind of money for what, as Phil says, could turn out to be an injury dud, and that's the last thing we want. Especially, for fuck's sake, especially in the centre back area. I think I, th- I think our, our checks have been absolutely thorough, and I think it's very much a case of how Phil alluded to, because he's a fucking growing lad. He's six foot four. Six foot four. Yeah, I was about to say that. He's, he's an grown. absolute monster. So I know he's six uh, four, but he's only twenty two years of age, Chris. So yeah. he's still no, so Gav, so he's still growing out. So you can give him, he, yeah, by twenty five. Well, twenty four. So, so, so the Stephen Gerrard theory makes sense. I think, obviously, from a layman's point of view, but from the professional experts' point of view, they've done their thorough checks. From what I've been told as well. Mm. Ramis Khalil says, "Hey lads, any chance LFC go for Tielmans, or is it Basuma for us? Also, what do you think about our centre back situation? Does Matip stay now that Kat- Kabak is leaving or not staying?" Um, Ramis, I'm going to answer that now. Poor scouts of Tommy says Stevie's injuries were all down to the way he walked. His gait was all wrong. Once adjusted, he was fine. There was loads of stories around Gerard at the time that he was that. that why are you laughing at? <laughs> 
<laughs> you just laugh at the wood gate, don't you? He got electric gate, so he's sort of No, no, it's not. It's, no, it's gate. The way he walks, fuck off. Um, but like there was loads around Gerard that he was he was actually grown too fast for his, his age back, and stuff yeah, like that. He was, you know, and it, it was causing it was causing them um, big issues with his back. Yeah, but do you know what? Phil, I come back to you because. 30, 35 million seems an awful lot of money in today's money because of COVID and stuff like that. Ordinarily, you go, you know, you've seen some awful defenders go for 30 million, but they must have done some massive checks on him, Phil, and be extra confident in him. Ability-wise, I don't think it's in question, but he must have been, because when you look at the likes of, say, Pear Shores or Ajax, they couldn't get in the side towards the end of the season, and I thought it was brilliant against us in the Champions League twice this season. You look at Botman at Lille, um, that, you know, Lille were, had had money worries and stuff like that, and you could have got him at twenty five million to opt for this fella. Field, he must have done some serious checks on him and be extra confident because everyone's going to be careful what the way they spend their money. I suppose this summer. Look, I've I've no issue with the, if the club has identified that this is the guy they want. Then, as far as I'm concerned, they've won the right to make that decision based on the silence they've done. Like even take the last summer silence. You have all the. The, the the nappy crew all gone mad over that we won't spend a billion to euro on players but like we signed Thiago and Jose who's going to say is anyone out there possibly going to say that those two signings weren't massive successes you know what I mean outside, like, outside of their injuries yeah yeah but like even at that look what they provided for the team look oh, at the goals yeah. Jota provided before Christmas in the Champions League and, the, and, and everything and then you look at what Thiago puts in over the last 10 games when he's able to play alongside in midfield alongside Fabinho you can see what the what the setup you can see what the plan is you can see what they're likely to do so if they've decided that Kanate is the best option out of Bottman out of Shores out of Kalate Carr out of Quebec out of even Esri Kanza I thought we, I thought Kanza would have been on our list I thought the fact that Kanza is a brilliant player I thought the fact that Kanza can cover right back and play centre and play centre back comfortably as well, I thought that would be a huge way to fill up two gaps in the squad. Uh, in the same way, Gomez has filled in a full back and then also been able to play comp- competently at centre back. You can see how comfortable he is a centre back when he's alongside Van Dijk. So for me, that that's why I just thought. But if the club think that Kanate is the man. I am not going to question them until they start getting loads of signings wrong because that's as far as I'm concerned that they've, they've won the right to tell us that we they are, they are doing the right job. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, just on Ramirez's point as well um, around Thielmans, uh, Stephen Dunn reckons that Thielmans has signed a new deal at Leicester and won't be going anywhere. Uh, the, I thought I didn't think he had, and there was talk that he wasn't going to Simon and was looking for a move because he's being linked with Manchester United. And um, Basuma, we will get on to um, in in a couple of minutes. Is that, that Eric Plunkett? Uh, where? Kanazi has the highest ceiling out of any of the other. Did he use the phrase no. ceiling? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I, know the, I know you hate the word ceiling, but it's it's crept into Keith's life recently. Yeah. Well, that's fair yeah. enough. He's, we love words. We love words. He's I think ever, ever, ever since ever since um, we told him he was jumping in the canal if we sold 100 tickets for our charity uh, Keith's gone <laughs> yeah, completely off the radar he won't, he won't even answer me WhatsApps now he just keeps pretending he's walking and all and he, he, he's not fucking walking he's only, he's, he has but a he's, job he doesn't do but, a fuck all but I know what, but he's spot on take out the word ceiling because it, it really irks us he's spot on uh, all those centre backs that Phil mentioned fantastic brilliant no problem all good in their own right this guy out of all of them, has the attributes that we're looking for in a centre-back next to jo- uh, Virgil van Dijk. So you see how we got Joe Gomez, who's quick, strong, powerful, good on the ball, young, but now he's fucked, right? Carte is the French Joe Gomez, and I think better as well, has all those attributes. He's bigger, he's stronger, he's quicker. 
maybe not quicker, but he's not as, he's, he's not slower as as quick as Joe Gomez. So and he plays right centre back. He makes all the sense for me. Um, and at thirty thirty five million pound, it's an absolute no brainer. That's a bit harsh, though, Grizz, isn't it? Saying that Gomez is totally fucked, isn't that a bit harsh? Injury wise, I, I, I struggle to see him. I hope I'm badly wrong. And but f- you know, from, if someone's knee just pops without anyone near him. To even come back mentally from that, never mind physically, is an absolute mission. Um, but I hope he does, and I pray he does. Just there's, there's um there's conflicting reports over over Tamans whether he has or hasn't signed. Lee Morrissey said he hasn't signed the deal. Red Steve says sorry. Um, uh, and Lu- and Ruben Neves says Luke Drury. Um, Peplin is a huge fan of Neves. We get on to Neves in a little bit. Uh, Red Steve says transfer market has Tamans contracted until twenty twenty three. I don't know if he signed an extension. You see. You see, the thing is, like, I remember Tiemann's being on loan at Leicester and then they took up an option to buy him. And I feel like that's only, like, two years ago. I can't, I can't see him signing a two-year deal at Leicester. Unless there's some sort of get-out if they haven't made the Champions League and, and that affects his, um, his, his contract. But surely Leicester took him, what, two seasons ago? And yeah, Tillemans hasn't signed any new contract. And they what I'm saying is the, the original deal, the original deal he wouldn't sign surely wasn't two years that will put him or three years that will put him out of contract next year. It's, it seems a bit weird. Maybe it is because he thought it was a stepping stone, but I, I'm not too sure. Um, unless, unless there's a bio clause, Gav. Well, that's but the, the talk isn't of a bio clause. The talk is is that he's not going. It's all about his contract that he won't sign a new contract, and Leicester will look to if he won't sign it. Leicester will look to cash in now because you know you're being linked, and the the, the money is astounding. He's got two well, years off this guy. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. He's got the two years. If if you let him run down to the final year, you're not going to get anywhere near the transfer fee you're going to get if he has two years left of the deal. So it makes sense for them to sell on if he won't sign a new deal at this point. Mm. Liam Morrissey said he's in talks for a new deal. He has been offered one. So maybe the fact that the deal hasn't been signed yet is just storing stuff up. But um, we, we'll have to wait and see. Um, the Ruben Neves stuff, you know, you've seen um, Espirito Santo is, is leaving sports. Or not sports. I keep have sports in the head, in, on the brain because I think he's going there. But um, uh, but the best one today, obviously, is Roberto Martinez linked to sports, which is just outstanding and um, walk from sports if they do that. Um, for everybody else, not sports fans. Yeah. But... Um, uh, Spirit of Santa is, is, is finished with Wolves and you might see a little bit of a revamp there. Phil, Ruben Neves, um, I think he's a fantastic footballer, but is it is it the right player at the wrong time for Liverpool if they were ever to look at him? Or where could you see him going? Because he's going to be coveted both in England and around Europe. I think, look, I, I really like Neves. I know some people don't like think he's a bit um, one-paced in terms of what he offers. And that, if that's the only thing that's going against him, that's probably enough to, to see why we wouldn't necessarily go in from because if we've already got Thiago and um, the, the this isn't the nicest way possible who is potentially one paced um, <laughs> he's wonderful at what he does in terms of what he can do but we need the lads alongside him that can move and move quickly and that's what the one thing attributes that Henderson and Wijnaldum and all have is their ability to cover the ground all over that pitch and cover it at pace as well we'll go back to the, the pace of this team when we have young players and we have have our top players in that midfield. It's all about pace and the ability to get up and down. And that's the only thing that I think goes against Neves. I think he's he's as fun. If if we hadn't signed Thiago and we were and when Yaldon was heading off this year, it, to me he would definitely be on the list of lads that we should be getting in because he's he's just a wonderful player. He's he's, he's a wonderful player to watch and, and 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 everything like that. But I just think we've got already somebody better than him 
in our midfield. So what you're going to do is you're going to replace, you're looking for a, a genie replacement and you're also looking for something to supplement that midfield as opposed to just signing another player that's similar to what you have at the moment. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting one because I think he's a fantastic player. He reminds me a lot of um, Javi Alonso when yeah. he plays football. Um, he sits there, he controls, he he sees passes, and but he's a bit more about him going forward. Like he's a fucking unbelievable hit on him, um, and he's not afraid to let it go when when he needs to. Um, but the Neves one is interesting. I, I he won't be short of suitors. Grizz, I'm going to come to you because this name keeps popping up now in the chat, and I'll, I'll throw it in there before we get on to one that I, I had on my list. It's um, Gravenbach from um, Ajax, young player, um, tipped to be a possible junior replacement. And then I've seen something today that a couple of articles saying suggesting that Curtis Jones will step into the um, to replace Gene Wijnaldum. It's an interesting conversation to have, isn't it? Because this midfield for me is, I think there's, there's a. There's there's going to be a lot of questions asked about it over the summer. Uh, who goes, who stays, and, and what way we go into next into next season. But what what do you make of um, Gravenbach? Or uh, Gravenberch, or whatever it's bleeding. Gravenberch. We've done a couple of talent... talent. Uh, what was the scouting shows? Yeah. Uh, in the summer, didn't we? And, and his name came up. And I don't know who's, whose player he was, but it came up. And since then, I've been watching... He was, he was your... You did a report on it. That, that's right. It was me. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> that's good. You got someone else to write it for you. That's why uh, you're confused. Yeah, you got me to do his homework. For him. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that, that, that makes sense. So yeah, it was my player. So I know everything about him. Uh, fantastic player. But but not only that, not only that, he's very very much liked by Liverpool. Um, we we're we're trying to do a a kind of a set up a deal where we can get him in the future. He won't come just to this season. Ajax just won't let him go. He needs a couple of more seasons. That playing in their first team. Wonderful talent, wonderful talent. I totally see him in a Liverpool shirt in a few years' time. Um, he's the ideal future junior replacement, but he's not, he's not, he's not going to be right now. Wonderful, tall, elegant, covers. As, 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 as Phil says, our midfield is set up for the two people around Fabinho to cover as much ground as they possibly can. And this guy does that. He's, he's only young. Um, but he's got a passing range on him, everything. I, I genuinely see him as a long-term successor to Henderson or Ginny, whichever way you look at it. But yeah, it's a bit too early for him. Mm. But definitely one to look out for. And the, and the other thing about Curtis Jones sitting into the midfield, yeah, he, look, he's come on leaps and bounds this season. Um, I think he would have learned lots, especially in terms of how Klopp's changed his playing style. Would you agree, lads? He's far more trying to be discipline him in terms of becoming more of a Klopp central midfielder as opposed to a floaty 10 or whatever 10. it was in the under-23s, uh, under-21s, whatever. So I think he's learned a lot. And playing with Thiago every day, lads, you know, he, 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 you can only get better unless you're absolute knob. You know, you've got to get... You, you've got to get <laughs> no, if you can't learn off Thiago, then there's no point you you know, playing football because the man's a genius, the man's a teacher, the man's, you know, you, you, he's, a, he's an icon for people like Curtis Jones, you know, and um, I think Curtis Jones is it's a good shout. I think he'll get more game time. I'd still like to see someone brought in with a bit more, what's the word I'm looking for, lads? Help me out here. I'm not brilliant with words, but someone with a bit more... Um, bollocks. Bollocks, robust. Industrious. Um, industrious, you know, like your stereotype, your stereotype in the midfield here, though. Yeah, you're but, going but, for a stereotype midfielder. I tell you why. I tell you why. Because the man he's replacing 
who would be replacing is Gini Wijnaldum, who has all of that in abundance. Okay. Like Mr. You know, Mr. Superman, basically, uh, can do a bit of everything and will turn up, be fit, be ready to go to war every single game for you. He may not perform every single game for you, but he'll be ready and fit and willing. And that's the kind of midfielder profile I think we're going we're gonna to look for. I know there's clamour for creative playmaker, Phil Coutinho, number 10, bollocks, not happening. We're looking for someone to, to really put, who can be ready there to be, play loads and fuck loads of minutes. Mm. Barry Devaney says, Graven Birch agent said he's too young to move, yet he wants to develop at Ajax Forder. Um, do you know what? If I'm if I'm Graven Birch, I I would I'd stay at Ajax for another season at least. Mm. And, and and the only the only example I would use for that is um is uh, Donny Van der Beek going to United. Oh. Um, because dead, like dead. I think over. I think they have ruined absolute. Mm. And maybe he moved the year too early. I don't know. But you, you seen him the year previous in the Champions League. He really came to you know he came through and, and shone. And then he had a season and then he went and. I just look at him and I'd have him at Liverpool any day. I've said it loads of times. I've, I'd have him at Liverpool tomorrow. But I think if you if you look at Donny van der Beek and move to a big club like that and you're Ryan Gravenberg, you're saying, oh, do you know what, I'll give another year. I'll go that extra year and see what happens because, you know, the grass isn't always greener and then, and then big clubs can swallow you up. And, do you know, I still think, I still think he can be the best midfielder at United. I really, really do. But um, just to get back to the centre-half stuff, um, Van Dijk, Gomez, Canate, we presume, are, are are we all in the Matip Phillips? Are we all in that boat? Phil, are you are you keeping Matip and leaving Phillips there? Or are you keeping Matip and Phillips goals? Or what way are you going? Because it looks like it looks like Van Dijk, Gomez, Canate. What are you doing? Four? Are you doing five? What way are you making them up? I, I said this to you. I think I said you're right. I said I don't really like if we want to keep six centre backs at the club. We've got every right to. We've got multiple competitions. You've got the is is the is is the cat's abortion of a Champions League start next year where you play ninety six games against random teams over across fourteen months or something like that. Or is that the following year? Um, the Champions League twenty twenty four is when the new stuff comes in, isn't it? Right. So we still have the old competition. The last yeah. decent Champions League competition is next season. Great. Well, I, I no, I'd be have a couple six. of seasons of it. It's 2024 comes in. You'll have two or three seasons of us only need right, four centre backs. So we've got two seasons until Klopp retires. Um, we've got we've yeah. got the normal Champions League. Grant. Yeah. Um, on on that basis, now I'd go. To, I'd I'd like to have six centre backs because I think I think Gomez solves a problem for us. I think it's possible though. I think if if Gomez come, is is fit and available, he comes back. He's a viable option as either as as cover for either fullback. So if you're going to use him as cover, and, and Klopp has used him as a full as fullback cover before. So if you're going to use him as as fullback cover, along with then you need to have at least five centre backs because if Matip stays, he's not going to be able to. He's not going to put in twenty games for in, in a row. So you're going to need to have have alternatives. Obviously, Kanate being brought in, they're, they're viewing him as a potential starter. So if you have Kanate, you have Matip, and you've got Van Dijk, then. What's wrong with keeping Phillips and Williams? Williams is a kid. Williams is like uh, the, I said it last night. The the abuse that Williams is getting for being a nineteen year old kid who stepped in and played very well for us in the majority of games he's played for, what he's developed in a team that doesn't have an established centre back across most of the season, is mad. Because if if we signed Williams and he had done put in those performances, we'd be saying actually there's a bit there. Let's keep him. Let's not sell him. 
You know what I mean? Or even would he if do he, it alone? If he was, if he was Ben Davies coming in and doing that, yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, it is a fair point. If if he was if he was uh, Ben Davies coming in and and you know performing like that, you would say, you know what, he done all right, didn't he, for a million quid? I suppose, yeah. So that that's a fair point. Jordy T says thoughts on War Prowse played two full seasons in a row, and comparing his and Genie's statistics, they're very similar, even defensively. I think he's a cracking player. Um, War Prowse, I think the dead ball stuff is is an added element to his game. Um, he's excellent off a dead ball corner, free kick, whatever it might be. Um, really, really good. I think he probably deserves a move out with Southampton. When you look at, I think they finished 15th or 14th and they haven't kind of kicked on under Hasselhoutl, but you never know. He, he could stay there and you could see him again next season and, and pushing on, but he's he's definitely somebody that I think clubs higher up the division would be looking at. To me, he looks like an absolute, he, he looks like, if the top four or top five didn't go near him, I think he's an Everton signing. I really do. I think an Everton signing. And Grizz, you, yeah. you, and, and Abby, you might have an idea of this, but like everyone is fixated with a junior replacement. Every time yeah, they sign well, a player, it's, they're always slightly different to the player that they've replaced. Yeah. It's never a like for like. And, and Jamie said it in the chat there. He said, the team is evolving. And you can see the way with Thiago and Fabinho and Hendo or a combination of those three in the midfield. The and way, Jota, because I think he's going yeah. to try to get four of them on the pitch if he can We've seen the way he's had that sort of triangle, as uh, not the, the the sort of well, parallelogram at the top of the pitch, right? As opposed, and then and then two behind it. Like he's he's looking at a, an evolution of the system to get away from being closed out in a four-three-three all the time. So that to me is like that's where we should be looking at when it comes. That's why um, Awar at the at Leon is definitely. Like, I look at him and I just if if he's less than thirty million quid or available for thirty million quid, that's a no-brainer. We need to be on that train as quicker than anything. Thing thirty million for him and thirty million for Canate. That's sixty million quid for two players that can single-handedly come in and be starters into that team. And that's what we talk about because the t- starters comes in, it strengthens your squad by having the fellas who were starters become bench players for you. Well, it's, it's an interesting one. I sent, and I want to go into midfield, but it's an interesting one. I sent a centre half. Um, you know, you, you, the three we've mentioned, and then what do you do with Matip Phillips? Um, Kabak doesn't look like he'll happen. I think the most likely now is Matip stays and Phillips is there, and you go with five. I, I really, really do, mm. and I still think it's a bit of a risk because you have to remember we've only spoken about Kanate, not only on the injuries, but he's new into the league. Um, it's a new country for them and then you have two players coming back from huge injuries I don't care how big and strong you are it's it's they're two really really long term injuries and you're coming back into it but I haven't said that they're probably coming back to training levels now so they have got the summer it's not like they're arriving in July and then you know oh will you be ready by August so they, they have got a nice bit of time but into the midfield like you do like Phil oh, just quickly there. just quickly yeah. on the centre back just finishing on the centre back I'm, I'm, I'm with cent- I'm with Phil and I think Sean is sitting on the fat back four Bring in as many centre backs as we can because I'm still not comfortable with that notion of just bringing in. Because at the moment, the stories are coming out that we're just replacing Kabak with Konate, mm. right? And yeah. then keeping the rest. Yeah. Which is still mad. It's still mad, lads, because we're talking about Gomez and Matip being relied upon on top of Konate, who we're having slight doubts of over. We we, we we could very easily be back in a position next season where Phillips is partnering with Van Dijk. Guys, we're acting as if Phillips has been fit all season. He's been missing in games as well. And he has had injury problems. He's only played 42 games at the age of 24. That is something to you know think about too. I think if we get, in my opinion, if we get reasonable offers for Matip and Phillips, I don't think this Kabak deal is dead in the water as many think that it is. 
You see, yeah, it could be a negotiation tactic. Like I'm being honest, if if you if you told me you could get 18 million for Matip and sign Kabak, I would. And Matip's a better centre back than Kabak, but uh, that's we, a problem. We need people there. We need like it's never been higher on the list of of pros availability. You know, you, you, years gone by, you'd say, "Oh yeah, he'll, he'll do 30 games a season," but he's fucking magic for 30 games. He might miss 15, but you know he's magic, and you go with that. Now it's like no. Like the top of our list is, will this fucker play 35, 40 games a season, 45 games, depending how far we go? And I think that's huge for Liverpool this summer. But it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. As I said, the Canate stuff looks like it's ready to be announced. When it is, we'll, we'll do a show on it, obviously, and, and, um, have a, a more in-depth, uh, look at him. Um, let's go into midfield because you're looking at Henderson, you're looking at Fabinho, you're looking at Thiago, you know when Adam's going, you have got Jones there, you have Milner, you have uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain, you have Keita, and there's, there's questions over a couple of those. Um, I'm going to throw a name out there because let's do it because there's loads of people doing it. Um, Hoss aware and the talk is somewhere between 22 and 27 million. Um and, and Phil has come out and said it's a no-brainer, an absolute no-brainer. Um, Avi, 22 to 27 million, I think it's a no-brainer as well, just for the record. About two seasons ago, I did like him a lot. I did think that this kid's got the lot, but he's maybe it's because he's stagnated at Leon. He is a bit of hit and miss. He had a good back end of the season, mind, but I don't know, I'm not sold on him. I'm not sold on them. I think there's players out there who are doing it right now and have done it for like two, three years. Um, it is a good price though, 22, 25 million euros. If that's what's been quoted, 25 million pounds, then I think we will definitely look at it. But it's one of those, I'm I'm not totally sold on him. Oh, I don't know why. I really don't. I think I'd rather, I... rather get a Basuma in, um, a combative midfielder who is... Boy. Where, where are you putting covers where, covers right. every there you go. Uh, so so you want to pursue in and I take it but sorry by the way I would I'm going to say it out straight when Adam goes I would sell one of Oxley Chamberlain or, or Kate and I would sign Basuma oh. an hour that's what I would do right I've said it I yeah, said it's it risky, Grizz, you you said it on you know I said this on Sunday we we chatted about it I would sell Oxley Chamberlain or Kate right you're not he's not going to sell both he's not going to sell the both of them. but I would if if you told me you could get Basuma an hour in for Wijnaldum and um Keita or Ox, I think it makes absolute perfect sense. I think you're going to have players that will be on the pitch more. That's one. And I think it brings a different element to our game. I, I think it does. I know we are going with you can cover different areas and that, that's brilliant for Basuma. But hour for me, I think it's benefited him that he stayed at Leon for probably a year. People would think a year too long. But I think I think it'd be absolutely brilliant. I think it gives us a much a different element. It gives us goals. I I don't know why we wouldn't be all over that at twenty two to twenty seven million. Um, but go on, Avi. I let you. I let you respond because I did cut across you a little bit there. No, that's fine. Um, Basuma because he covers every blade of grass, and he's if we're going for like for like, genie out Basuma, and it makes sense as well. This he's a very combative midfielder. He gets around. He can pass the ball. He keeps the game ticking along. He put in an absolute clinic at Anfield. He put in a clinic at Anfield this season when they beat us um, 1-0. And he wasn't too bad at the, um, wherever they play, the Amex Stadium, whatever, in Brighton. He played well in that game as well. Yeah. So someone that I would definitely take. Um, I think if we can get rid of Naby and Ox at fairly good prices, reasonable prices, not Edwards prices, but reasonable prices, 
I think we can just cover Basuma with those two because Basuma will cover and play more games than those two put together. You can oh, play you mean in terms of games. Yeah, not price-wise, you mean minutes-wise? I wouldn't mind if we got rid of Nabi and Ox and we got in a Basuma in place of those two. We don't need another midfielder because Basuma will cover the, will play more games than those two put together that they will for Liverpool, right? This season, what, Ox made two, I think, two starts this season. He started two games this season for us in the Premier League. And well, and we know that we know Naby for the last three, four years. So Basuma coming in, guaranteed game time, you know, barring any injuries. I would actually go out all out and buy Sporting Lisbon's Pedro Goncalves. He's I the name. He's, he's the name next. I mean, he's he's the next. He's, he's the next star. He is the next. I think he's going to be much better than Bruno Fernandes. He's a pressing machine, um, especially under Ruben Amarim, the new Sporting Lisbon manager who's brought their first out, I think, in 25 years. He's been absolutely fantastic. I showed, um, I sent Grizz a link yesterday on the style of football that they play, and he's an absolutely he's an absolutely pressing machine. He literally presses oh, everywhere. He's literally, he's like a Luis Suarez in a ten, and I don't think Auer has got that in him. I don't think he can press like this kid can. Um, Grizz, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna call I'm gonna name a, a, a midfield unit for you, um, Fabinho. Thiago Henderson, right? Basuma, Jones, Ewer, and Ox or Kate. I think that improves us. I think that improves us. Without doubt. Of course it does. It absolutely improves us. Look, um, I, I love Ginny, and there's not going to be any disrespect shown from me to Ginny. But actually, they might be right at the end. Fuck's sake! Uh, because I think it, I think it's it's the right time to to not give him a new deal. Because I think we've obviously, and it's clear, we've obviously identified someone seven, eight years younger, and someone probably on half his wages, the wages that he was on already, which was about seventy, seventy-five thousand. It makes all the sense. For that, Basuma fits the profile. Uh, wage-wise, he'll be absolutely comfortable with what we would offer him. And seven, eight years younger, fresher. Um, I like your Hossamoa shout. I think we 100% are in for him. 100%. It makes no... I think David Maddock uh, done a um, uh, done an article on, on sort of how we've been scouting him for the last two, three years. But I will say he has not progressed as many would have expected. And also his 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 his, um, his manager was slightly unhappy with him. Not his manager, the sporting director of Leon was slightly unhappy with some of their antics, attitudes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Which which Klopp may look into look look at, but I don't think that would be a problem for any player under Jurgen Klopp. You know, you, you straighten yourself out. You, you if you've got any attitude issues, you you keep them at home. You leave them at home when you go to meet Jurgen Klopp. So, look, stylistically, they're slightly different. Look, the players that we've been linked with, let's look at the link. It's very different. So we've got Bissouma, Owa, and we've got Newhouse, three major links for for, for midfield. Uh, Newhouse from Borussia Mönchengladbach. Now, Owa and, and Newhouse are more creative type, good on the ball, technical players. And then Bissouma's your, your combative, decent on the ball. I'm not... I'm not you know, dismissing his ball skills. 
which one do you think, Gav or Phil? Which one do you think more likely is needed in the squad right now? Well, now, now, I'd I'd like to say exactly what you said, Gav. Ideally, I'd like Basuma and one of the other two, or the more progressive, more creative. But that would mean getting rid of the two, the fellas that Phil hates, and I think most of us, are, you know, not hate, but you know, in terms of they're not good to us. Ox and Nabi are absolutely no good to us. If we could get offers to get rid of them, then I think Basuma and one of Newhouse and and Oar fixes are simple. But well, I wanted to pull it to Phil. I know, I know he's not a fan of Ox. He's not a fan of Keita. Um But I know Basuma has been linked with Arsenal. Apparently, he's a he's a boyhood Arsenal fan, and and Arsenal seem fairly confident on the fact that they will get him. Having said that, if Basuma, I don't care who he supports. If our Liverpool come in for you, you don't go to Arsenal. It's as simple as that. They're a shit show. Um, but Phil, clean slate. Um, you know, we know we know when Alden is leaving. You know, you have got those players like I mentioned, Milner Jones, um, Ox, Keita, Fabinho, Thiago, Henderson at the moment in that midfield. What would you do with regards to outs and ins? And who would you put in? Um without just saying just sell them two fucking easy because I don't want you to say that, but who would you who would would you look at? It doesn't have to be Basuma or Awara, it could be anyone that you that you'd like to look at. What would you do? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've always had a thing for Zachariah in Munchen Gladbach, right? Because, and we've had we've had a look at him a bit. That he's a bit on the Basuma model. Another um, destroyer. Do we need yeah. another destroyer film? I I yeah. think we do, Grace. I think, and I think where we do. This is why I think the Basuma shout makes sense because if anything happens to Fabinho, you've got a gap in the midfield because because Genie used to sit in there, Hendo can sit in there, but Hendo is get is over thirty and he's picked up a few knocks, so and he's an eight about, now. He's not yeah. a six. So th- this is the other bit. But I, I look at that and I say Neuhaus and I look at the Zachariah link. I can see I can see the sense in that in terms of the Edwards model, in terms of the dude. There's so many players being mentioned with with French teams. And traditionally, we haven't gone mad for, for players out of the French league because it's such a different league to, to the way we play. The, the Portuguese link in terms of Goncalves, yeah, I, that can, but I think he's going to be, I, I, honest to God, if we sign him, I think he's going to be groomed as Firmino's replacement and not not as a midfielder. Somebody who's going to be that um, different option as a centre forward as, a, as opposed to not your natural centre forward somebody who can stuck in and, and do everything that's there so I, I just think there's there's something there but in midfield look in terms of outs I get rid of Keita guy's a yellow belly he has no guts about him he's dialed in performances he's the biggest waste of money we've had in the Klopp era the sooner we get him out of the club the better for everyone because he just brings nothing to that team I've seen and the, the amount of stuff that's been out there online is just ridiculous like if it wasn't if he if if he's available if he wasn't always available if he wasn't always unavailable he'd be one of our best midfielders yeah like you know what I mean? I think it was a, who said it. If your auntie had wheels, she'd be a bike. Like, do you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's yeah, yeah. It's it's true. There's absolutely no point in having a fella who offers zero, who who has no bollocks, no guts about him. Dials in game in big games. Won't follow. Clearly, won't follow instructions. So get rid, get rid. I'd I'd keep Oxlade quicker than I keep him. And the reason that I'd also keep Oxlade is the homegrown quota quota. Yeah, over the over Kaiser, right? Even though we could probably get more money for um, Oxlade than Kate, because I don't know even know who's going to buy Kate. I think Kate is in the This is it. This is it. This is it. It's all about who, if we can shift them. That I think. I think we're gonna. I think Kate is gonna the sh- midfield carriers. Let's be honest about it. Nobody's gonna touch him. He's poxy. 
You know what I mean? You're hoping that like a, a Villarreal or something like that wants to sign him and pick him up because nobody's going to touch him. In, with, with well, Leicester have been linked um, and and Atletico have been linked. And, you know, you, you have to, we'll have to wait and see. But it, it's one of those where, you know. I think they belong I, to I, the I same. Think, sorry, Gavin. I think Nabi, Amate, Amate and um, the, the other destroyer, and Didi, they share the same sports group. Okay. There could be a link there. Okay, yeah, that that's a fair point. And and you know what? Um, it, it's one of those where, like you Phil said earlier, that Jamie mentioned that this team is evolving, and I think it is because, you know, Phil's mentioned about rebuilding this side, and I think Klopp has gone a long way to rebuilding something in this squad. Um, over the last uh, two or three months after what was a horrendous, um, January to to March, April, anyway, and I think he is loyal to players, Klopp, but I think. He's looking at it, and I, I'm convinced in 2024 he won't be the Liverpool manager anymore. So I think he has to look at, at rejuvenating what some of what he has there and rebuilding, but he has to do it in a certain amount of time to get the payback for it by 2024. So it's an interesting one. We got on to forward stuff in a minute, but M to the O, um, with a massive super chat. Um, he says, just a token of appreciation for the whole season. Mad schedule and you guys have been so consistent with content. Lockdown has been tough. Your content has helped me through it. Much love. You will always uh, will always be a supporter of this channel. Um, lovely words. Thanks a million. Um, you don't need to be doing that sort of fucking super chat. Though. You could have just said that and we would have put it up. Um, if you want your money back, talk to Phil. Um, he won't give it back to you. Um, Not a hope. Not a hope. That's going that's go straight to Sienna. So it's like fair yeah. play to you. Yeah, you know absolutely. I mean? So, um, do you know what, what? From the 4th of June until the 30th of June, everything you earn from the LFC day trippers, um, we'll be going straight to the Siena phone, but we're going to throw that one in as well, if that's okay with you. Um, but looking, looking then, uh, and I want to go on to some other clubs in a couple of minutes very quickly, but looking up front, lads, I want to do, and this, this show is all about just kind of setting our stall out and seeing what we think we need and what players are out there. And all those players that we've given tonight, I'll keep, I'll keep a list of them and we'll, we'll keep updating you as we do this possibly every Tuesday and Thursday throughout the summer. And um, we'll, we'll do it probably three times a week if we get a chance. Um, but just moving into the, in, into the forward area of the pitch. And I said the other night that hands up again. Firmino, Salah, Mane, Jota, and I just um, throw whatever I have at Jaden Sancho, and you're you're all you're you're strengthening yourself massively, but you're forward planning at the same time. Um, you're killing two boards with one stone, and if you end up losing one of those front three a year down the line, the blow is already softened this year, and then you can look to progress the, the squad a little bit more. But um, Avi, forward, you know, Origi doesn't look like he has a future. Um, Harvey Elliott has done brilliant in the championship he may come in as a squad player to talk maybe Shakiri goes and he might take a spot give me one player you want because we're definitely signing a forward player there's no doubt in my mind what player do you think is the one Gav there is only one player that's Kylian Mbappe and I you know there's articles today doing the round there's articles doing the round today from Simon Hughes saying we have zero chance that we're in a different league and a different sort of headspace if we think we can't get him. Um, people forget that the power that Nike actually possess um, and they're seething. And I'll tell you why Nike are seething. MLS, um, they've just renewed a contract with um, Nike that all 27 teams in the MLS will again be sponsored by Adidas. Um, and that's a big stranglehold out here in the US. Sorry, Nike are going mad because Adidas, Adidas. will spon- 
Adidas have got the strangle, stranglehold with all the MLS teams, which are 27. Okay. It was um, so there's more teams. It's, it's expanded now, hasn't it? The MLS and they have the stranglehold on all the kits and jerseys. Nike are seething, and Michael Jordan had a lifetime deal with Nike, and then obviously eventually it turned into Air Jordan. LeBron James has got a lifetime one billion dollar deal with Nike. They want to do something very, very similar, and I think it is. I believe it's close that Mbappe and Nike will. It will be a lifetime deal. Now you can't tell me that they are happy to let Kylian Mbappe join any other team that's not sponsored by Nike. We are Nike's hottest property right now. We are the franchise in terms of Nike, um, as are the Red Sox in baseball, as are the Lakers out here. Um, we are the number one team in soccer for them. Uh, forget the Barca's, forget the Chelsea's, forget the Tottenham's. We are Nike's number one brand in soccer. There's also been a collaboration called The Chosen Two. Nike had a collaboration called The Chosen Two, and that consists of LeBron James and Kylian Mbappe. We've seen Instagram posts, we've seen Twitter posts of how close these two are. Um, Mbappe has called LeBron James a mentor in the past, um, someone who's teaching him the ropes of fame, celebrity status, and how to deal with all that amidst being a top-class athlete. Nike won Kylian Mbappe at Liverpool. I firmly believe that, and I firmly believe that we will be in discussions. Um, Grizz has given me some snippets, um, and we will definitely be in the... There's only one striker for, for me in my eyes, and that's Kylian Mbappe. And it at the moment, it bodes well, but let's see what happens. You've got to also mentioned that his father, Wilfred Mbappe, is very... He has a very watchful eye over his son and his youngest son as well, Ethan. They don't want to be brought out by the Mino Raiolas or go with you know money agents or super agents, as we like to call them. He does have a watchful eye. And for them, it's about structure and how to make him the best. Messi and Ronaldo's career is dwindling down now. The next two, three years, it is going to be about the next superstar. And Nike believe that they have that in Kylian Mbappe. Well, I'll tell you something. You have people in the chat absolutely delighted with themselves here. There's loads of yeses for Mbappe. Mbappe, um, KP says, Avi is selling us a dream and I'm buying Mbappe in 2021. Um, (coughs) Avi is absolutely stoked the flames there. But uh, Ravdeep Singh, Grizz, comes back with, as much as I want Mbappe joining Liverpool, don't you think the wage difference will cause a problem in the dressing room? And I'll obviously throw a bit on top of that as well. It only gets done if we sell one of the big three, would you say? That's fair shout. I wouldn't dis- totally disregard that and disagree with that. Um, and I also wouldn't be totally, totally against that, Gav, as you know. We've discussed this many times. Yep. Um, the only person in this team, the only two people in this Liverpool team that I wouldn't sell to get Mbappe are Salah and Virgil van Dijk. Yep. Period. Period. So anybody else, anything else, if it assisted, if it helped, if it meant we get Kylian Mbappe, then I would do so. Look, um, Avi's made some tremendous points, uh, absolutely fantastic points there. And we often disregard this side of business and we often forget who we're owned by, businessmen. Businessmen, you know, live and die for business, making big business calls sometimes more than their football calls, as we've seen. Sometimes big businessmen, especially ours, don't understand football as much as they obviously understand business. Kylian Mbappe would be equally as a tremendous business decision as as, as a footballing decision. 
And this is what keeps the hope alive. Whoever <coughs> says, and I'll sort of, you know, rebuttal to anyone says, oh, there's no way we're in. There's, there's no way we're not in for him. There's absolutely no way we're not in for him. That doesn't mean we would get him. And that's not me covering bases. I'm just, I'm just, you know, giving my opinion. Okay, no problem. Keep, take it as an opinion. But there's no way Liverpool, under the stewardship of FSG and Nike, let the next probably, would you say, billion pound investment for Nike get away from them. They literally wouldn't. Um, they will do everything they possibly can. And, and I think... Everything that we've done in terms of marketing with Nike, etc., it's been strategically done with the hope and ambition to lure one of the biggest Nike athletes out there. Now, I know some people will start saying, but then Sancho is also a Nike athlete, I believe. But And I think Phil said it yesterday on the forum, if I'm not mistaken. I think Phil said that they're likely to go for a Sancho because it's half the price and they think that he could probably get near enough the same productivity am i right feel something like that yeah and you know there is absolutely that also makes sense but if they want to make a real statement and a real splash in the footballing market in the footballing world in the business world as well we keep forgetting that side of things everyone keeps talking about his wages etc and his cost everything it's all they would not entertain him they would not take his father out on a yacht his family out on a yacht invite (laughs) them over you know, if they didn't think them, you know, you don't go into Marks and Spencers with one pound fifty. You don't. You don't do that. You look. You know. I think. I don't even think you can get a token to push the trolley around for one pound fifty. Right. So you know, it's similar. We didn't. We, we Liverpool won't wouldn't want to sort of entertain his family, talk to them if they didn't have the finance in place. The finances have to be in place. The financial have to make sense. The business plan has to make sense for even to consider Mbappe. So people that say, so, you know, it doesn't make sense for someone to say, oh, there's absolutely no chance, zero chance. Why the fuck was you talking to his mum and dad and his family and everything? And Klopp ha- Klopp's been watching him since he was 17. Why? Did Klopp think he's going to get him for like 50 million in 2021, 2022? Dan Bailey says the trolleys are free at MLS. Just, just, just a quick one. Fantastic. Here. <laughs> Just a quick one before, like, you know, we wrap this up. Before, Phil, to... before Phil kills your dreams, before... go on, yeah. Before Phil annihilates me, but like just a quick one. Look, there's videos of Klopp meeting Wilfred Mbappe, uh, Mbappe's uh, son, and then obviously Mbappe's dad, right? At these awards, and he's punching him, and he's very jovial with him. You don't do that at first instance. You don't do that when enough. You know, if I ever met Phil, I'm not going to start punching him and like cuddling him. Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll shake his hand, but you, you know, can, <laughs> I'll carry for one. But you, know, well. you, don't, you don't do that. Yeah. And also, since Mbappe's been at PSG. You come out here in California. I can only speak out of California, in the West Coast of America, right? You see PSG have set up school academies. You see these little kids and these little boys and girls with their kits. They've got Mbappe on every effing shirt. No other player. They haven't got Paredes or Neymar or Akadi. They're all Mbappe shirts. And that's only the West Coast of America. You see, I think they've set up 15 schools, academy schools within the LA, San Francisco, the San Diego area alone. And you see all these kids with the Mbappe shirts. And you just yeah. think, why wouldn't Nike capitalize that if they put him at Liverpool? Why wouldn't best Boston Red Sox? Why wouldn't and Nesfi? Why wouldn't FSG exploit that? Why wouldn't they? Someone explain to me why wouldn't they? Go on, Phil. It's all yours. What do you think, Phil? Is Mbappe a realistic 
um, target for you. And I get what Grizz is saying. Like, there's no way we're not looking at him because he wouldn't look at him. If you're not looking at him, you're like, it's, it's negligence to be it's honest. Negligence. But, but, but if, what you're, you... if you're sponsored by Nike and you want to, and especially if you're on the back foot in terms of public image, like FSGR. Different. Yeah. No, I'm just going to finish off because Avi interrupted me and then you interrupted me and then. All oh, right, right. You're getting your one so back. I'm just going to okay. finish off. Okay. Yeah, you he's, know blocking his, he's blocking his back here. But 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 um I forgot what I was gonna say. But Mbappe Great. is very realistic whether it happens or not. But your original question was who would we buy if you have you said Mbappe? If we can't get Mbappe, I would hundred percent go for Sancho or a world class attacker. That's where we go big on the attacking. We can go 30, 40 million on defense, 30, 40 million on the midfield, but in an attack. We need to, one of the world's elite attackers, in my opinion. I don't want a Shakiri, an Origi, a Wilson to be our backup attack or anyone of that level. Next season, we've got to have the front three that we've got and then Jota and another world-class attacker so we can play three of the five at any given time. Okay, uh, the the Correa says Phil, nah, Bamford for me. <laughs> uh, so I've, I've just I've thrown that in there before. Phil says uh, the Patrick Bamford, but Phil. The lads make sense in what they're saying. In fairness, like they're not saying they will absolutely get Mbappe, but you would be in for him, and you would be looking at it as a structure of, you know, a five, six year deal, and how much money you would actually make off this. And he's just a global. He's probably one of the biggest global superstars at this stage. What What would you see happening? What would you like to see happening? What do you like realistically in your mind? What do Liverpool do in a forward sense this season? Jonathan David. Oh yeah, yeah. Back to him. This 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 guy has, has been looked at for the best part of 24 months at this stage by the scouts. And as much as people want to hear about Mbappe, Jonathan David is going to be high up the list in terms of produ- productivity and then now adapting to a new league and the potential for him to, to step up. That's one that people need to keep a close eye on. Um, with regards to the Mbappe thing, everyone wants to think that they're in for these super duper stars, right? But he's playing, from a sta- he's playing with a state-sponsored club at the moment. And it's likely that another state-sponsored club will put more money on the table than we're prepared to put on the table, regardless of who owns what and what gear and what stuff they're, they're wearing. Because And ultimately, when it comes down to it, I hate, hate using the euphemism of, of my other favourite sport, the NFL. But it's all about money, baby. And when you get players in the room, it's all about money. And when we talk about projects, Pep has his project, fucking... Whoever comes in at Real Madrid is going to be a project. If you think of Benzema at Real Madrid for the last X amount of years, right? And you look at he's only really getting respect now, he's now getting. It's because Madrid was built around Ronaldo. If I'm Real Madrid and I want Kylian Mbappe, right? If you're talking about a project, this is a team that wants to get back to the top of the European chain that is the global royalty of football. And you're saying, Kylian, come here to Madrid and be that figurehead. We're going to give you whatever you want. We're going to make you and give you the coverage that only Real Madrid can give you. Like, I'm sorry, even as a Liverpool fan, it's from a guy who hasn't grown up supporting <laughs> Liverpool. It's... Sim says, <laughs> sorry, Sim says, Phil, can you not really talk because you're breaking me heart? I love this. Madrid are broke. The last time Madrid were broke, they sold their training ground to the council for all, for all their debt, and then the council leased the training back training ground back for like five euro for the next two hundred years. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. lads, park park this idea that Barcelona is broke, and 
thing is broken. No, 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 exactly. I agree with you. If Madrid go to a bank and say, look, give us another 300 million loan. This is the last loan we ever take of you, but we'll give you, I'm telling you now, yeah. the, thing, the thing we're investing in is going to be worth 1 billion in three, four years. They'll make a business plan and they'll get that done. Um, but look, Mbappe, you know, as I said, the original question was, would we be in for him? Is there any chance? There's absolutely any chance that we 100% in for him. I totally disagree with you about Jonathan David. I think that would be an absolute Divock type signing. No. Uh, we're back to we're back to we're back to a potential someone who's doing well in France. I'm not going down that avenue this summer. You can nod your head, Avi and Phil as well. No, I I don't, can... no, 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 I don't want to. I'm just giving you my opinion, and then you can give yours. I don't want this this summer. I'm adamant this summer that this is a legacy summer. I'm not having a normal, average summer. Your Jonathan Davids, your Sander Burge is in midfield, and whatever, whatever. I'm telling you now, and listen to me very carefully, because I'm not going to keep repeating it every week in the transfer oh, show. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm fed up and tired of this. No, I'm not. I'm, not I'm, I'm serious today. This summer, we have to lay the foundations of a new spine. Jonathan Davin is not going to be your future striker going into the next four or five years. It's got to be a, an elite attacker, an absolute elite attacker. I don't give a shit how much it costs. I'm not saying it will cost the next amount. I'm just saying get the elitist of the elite in, in, I, I, in whatever order we can get. Well, if we can't get back old Sancho, if we got Sancho, Kane. I'll go back and say what I, what I genuinely believe. I think there's more chance of us going for Gongalves as a forward than as a midfielder to play a hybrid sort of Firmino role. Even if we're going with a diamond up front, to play at the bottom of that of that diamond that's gonna that's gonna be the four man attack a bit where you can play Jota, where you can play Mana, where you can play Salah, and you can also play him in a slightly rearranged midfield where you have Fabinho and Thiago. Maybe I'm not denying it. Maybe always looking to evolve. Of always yeah. looking to evolve. You and that's that's. Agree? And that's where I see a 53, 54, 55, 56 million pound signing from us, right? The last time we spent more than that, we basically brought two nailed on geniuses. Colossus. Yeah. Yeah. Again, and, and Phil, game, and game changes, right? Phil, game changes. But, yeah. but, yeah. but, but what I would say against that is, and look, I'm not against uh, Gonzalez or, or whoever it might be. And the Mbappe stuff is quite storing. And the Sancho <laughs> stuff, I think. What went on with United last summer was a joke, I think, and I, I genuinely think Liverpool went in from the get him. Yeah. But are we at the stage, like Grizz says, and I know where Grizz is coming from because it's a frustration when you look at when you look at the likes of, say, Oxley Chamberlain at 35 million or whatever it was, and look where he's sitting. You know, and you look at other players and you look at, you know, people are just frustrating Grizz now. And I know, and I, I, I get it because what's everything that's gone on this season to certain players for me, and I, I'm thinking I'm on the same track as Grizz here, that should have stood up and should have come out to the forefront and said, look, I, I'm back up, but I'm here. And he weren't. And that's where Grizz is, not panic, but frustration comes from. And that's why he wants to double down on a bit of security with regards to that. Uh, Shawnee Lawson says, um, this is from my Mickey Mouse outfit. I'm all in. Of course, Mick, uh, he will wear a Mickey Mouse outfit on a show if we sign Kylian Mbappe. And he says, he also says, like, Phil is going to tell us no, that Santi's not real next. Um, wait for it. It could happen in the next couple of minutes. But look, <coughs> this is the first Santi transfer. Is again. Santa is. So that's just, just putting well, it out there. Santi is real. Kylian Mbappe isn't. Um, that's true. <laughs> but... Uh, Look, this is the first transfer agenda show of the summer. We're going to have exactly. loads of them as we go through. And as you can see, we're going to talk about Liverpool. We're going to talk about other clubs, other players, who should move, who shouldn't. And um, like, Can I just say, Gav, yeah. one thing. 
Mm. I'm so pissed off. You are all up in Mbappe's um, dream house. Not one of you has mentioned Haaland. I, I would take Haaland over Mbappe every day of the week. And he's I would take... I, I, and Grizz will back me up. I, I've said this. I would take Haaland over Mbappe as well. Yeah. Um, he is, and, this, and, is, this is your in Ronaldo a business, In a business Messi sense... In a business sense... Years. In a business sense... Um, it's Mbappe all day. In a footballing sense for this Liverpool team, I absolutely think it's it's um, Alfie and Cajal and Jumfle. Because yeah. I, I just think he's absolutely just... He's unfortunately, so good. Unfortunately, but uh, I good. But I think he's absolutely nailed on for Man City. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. unfortunately, I don't always bring good news. Bad news is we're absolutely not in for Haaland. Categorically yeah. stated. I would say, I would say he's absolutely... I would say there's two places he's gone. I think, and it'll all depend on Kane. If Kane goes to Spurs or, che- or not Chelsea or, or City, I think Haaland goes to Juno. That's what I believe happens. Guys, because think, because if Mbappe want... if Mbappe goes to Real Madrid, they're not doing Haaland as well. Guys, I just want to reiterate, and I know we've talked about Gra- uh, Graven Birch. Under Klopp's tenure, we will not buy a Raiola player, and I'll stand by this. Until his contract's up, until he leaves this club, we will not buy a Raiola player. Whether that's Daniel Malian, Graven Birch, or a Haaland. Just to put mm. it out there. Yeah. No, I, I, don't, I don't think it happens simply because I think, you know, Haaland apparently was doing a tour of Europe a couple of weeks ago for seeing who would get off from the most money. Yeah, and we won't, we won't be in that list when it comes to PSG, um, Real Madrid. Um, I don't know where Barcelona are getting it. Like, the, I don't know where they're fucking getting it. But, um, and then of course Man City. I think if City had any chance, any sense, they would go and sign uh, um, Haaland. No doubt about it in my mind. But, as I said, this is the first show. There will be ones as we go along. Um, it's been a brilliant show. I've really, really enjoyed it. Um, Phil can come back on because um, he just bores everybody's dreams, which is um, which works on this show. And um, the dream booster. Yeah, the dream, the the dream killer. But um, look, before we go, as I said. The midweek fixes tomorrow. That's a season review. We're going to have a good chat about the season. Um, Thursday, we'll be back with some more of this. Friday, we uh, the Friday forecast is back with a draft. A bit of fun. Somebody asked, will me and Andy do some shows during the summer? Absolutely. Me and Andy will talk random um, during the summer because that's the only time we're allowed to do it. Um, what else will be I mean, going on? My show, Gav. My new show will be starting <coughs> over the summer. Oh, so Phil, Phil has a new show coming. Um, uh, that will probably be towards the end of June, I think. Once we can mm-hmm. get all the software lined up, which is a cracking idea, by the way, you love it. And the big things before we go, well, not the one big thing, one other thing. The other thing is that our merchandise is live on our website now, lfcdt.com forward slash shop. Loads of different designs going up there. Have a look at them. Give us some feedback. And. The, the most important bit is um, Sienna. She has her own clothing range on our website. Um, so if you go to the shop and look up the Sienna range, you can have that there. But if you go onto the website and look up the Sienna tab, you can see everything from donating on the GoFundMe, uh, joining our 5K challenge, and you know looking up her merchandise. And as I said, 100% of all profit of anything sold with the name Sienna on it is going straight back to her. And that's that's their mission um, from now until that girl goes to America and gets and visits Abby. Um, forced and then go heads off and gets our treatment. So, um, Grizz, anything else before we go? No, not bad, not bad for a season opener. Yeah, uh, long summer ahead, exciting summer ahead. Can't wait to clash with you all summer. Mm, okay, I'm looking forward to tracking this. I'm looking forward to tracking how we go, Grizz, in terms of predictions against reality. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And, um, Grizz, uh, or Phil, anything else before we go? Um, Odegaard, keep an eye on that. Loved oh. by Klopp. He is. 
Yeah. Nice. Nice. That's a name he didn't put in tonight, but we might have another look on Torsi. Avi, anything else before we go? No, I'm trying to convince uh, Grizz to do a Twitter space sometime this week. So oh. you, bollocks. He's always <laughs> busy, so we'll do, do one, maybe. <laughs> That's so funny you said that. Um, th- because I'm sitting here and in the drawer of me, in the drawer of my desk is a T-shirt, right? And um, it's a T-shirt Grizz sent me. I don't know if I can get this up. Let me see now. And I'll show you. So on the front, maybe. Can you see that? Yeah, yeah. So that's that says, right. oh, that's all right, because that's one of Grizz is saying, isn't it? There we go. <laughs> and then the back one. Awesome. <laughs> so there you go. Um, that's a one-off special edition T-shirt, not available on any website anywhere nah, in the world. that's not for sale. Never. No, that's, that's not for sale. That'll be in the um, in the Football Association Museum at some stage, but uh, there you go. Um, There's an American football range coming as well, Gav, isn't yes, there? Yes, yes, we're, tr- we're, we're looking at um, American football style tops, is that right? Isn't that yeah. the way I put it? But as yeah. I said, um, give us some feedback. Um, if, you, if there's any designs you want done or have an idea in your head, absolutely go and do that. But don't forget, the biggest thing is um, to support Sienna. If you go onto that website and you're buying a t-shirt, mm-hmm. have a look at the Sienna range. There's mugs, there's, there's stickers, there's anything. You can just pick it up and, um, of course, uh, everything will go to Sienna. That has been the first transfer agenda show of the summer for 2021. Um, it's been an absolute cracker. Um, thanks for joining us. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Make sure you like, make sure you share. We're very, very, very close to 10k subs. And at 10k subs, we're giving away that PlayStation. We're giving away FIFA 21 with it. Grizz is on a bike. Um, doing a whole show on an exercise bike and I'm sure we rope other people in to do something sure I can get Keith to tr- jump in the canal I can get other people to do other stuff as well <laughs> Phil it's been a pleasure Grizz has been a pleasure Avi has been a pleasure I've been Gav that's been the Transfer Agenda show with the LFC Day Troopers over and out Sports Social Podcast Network